Welcome to day 226 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul, here with Matt and David and Katie. Is uh, We continue in the story of the prophets, and the prophets are a beautiful transition from the Old Testament, you know, Torah and writings uh, into, into the Gospels. They really set the hope and the expectation of God's restoration of His people and His renewed work in them. Uh, we've read the line, you know, several times in these judgment passages that he will restore the fortunes of the nations. And, of course, when we move into chapter 50, we find, you know, two movements at the same time. Uh, God judging Babylon, who has been a fierce um, weapon of his judgment or a fierce means of his judgment. But also they will be held accountable for their arrogance, for their attitude and for uh, the way that they have treated the people uh, that they have conquered. And uh, we also see the help in the glimpses of the restoration of the fortunes of Israel. After God has judged them, he will renew them. And, of course, that's what, you know, Jeremiah uh, was called to do, you know, from the very beginning, uh, to tear down and then to uproot and then to plant and build up. And so we see the picture of the uprooting of Babylon and the building up uh, of Israel uh, as we continue through this passage for the next couple of days. Mm. So... Uh, Jeremiah chapter 50. Uh, before we uh, before we read, we always pause. And we always recognize what a privilege we have to come into God's presence to hear from Him and to be renewed in Him. So David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the gift of your word. We thank you for the message of the prophets and how they point us um, away from our idols and towards you. And so may we behold you as we look at your word. Uh, may you renew and restore our hearts, give us affections for your desires, uh, for your will and your ways. Um, and may we be uh, be reminded uh, of Christ most of all. We pray us all in his name. Amen. Jeremiah has been announcing judgment on the nations, and we come to the climax of this passage where uh, for the next you know two chapters, uh, there will be pronouncement of the judgment on Babylon. Uh, so we begin in chapter 50, verse 1. This is the word the Lord spoke through Jeremiah the prophet concerning Babylon, the land of the Babylonians. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Keep nothing back but say, Babylon will be captured. Baal will be put to shame. Marduk filled with terror. Her images will be put to shame and her idols filled with terror. A nation from the north will attack her and lay waste to her land. No one will live in it. Both people and animals will flee away. In those days at that time, declares the Lord, the people of Israel and the people of Judah together will go in tears to seek the Lord their God. They will ask the way to Zion and turn their faces toward it. They'll come in and bind themselves to the Lord in an everlasting covenant that will not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. Whoever found them devoured them. Their enemies said, We're not guilty, for they sinned against the Lord, their vernant pastor, the Lord, the hope of their ancestors. Flee out of Babylon, leave the land of the Babylonians, and be like the goats that lead the flock. For I'll stir up and bring against Babylon an alliance of great nations from the land of the north. They will take up their positions against her, and from the north she will be captured. Their arrows will be like skilled warriors who do not return empty-handed. So Babylonia will be plundered. All who plunder her will have their fill, declares the Lord. 
because you rejoice and are glad, you who pillage my inheritance because you frolic like a heifer threshing grain and nail like stallions. Your mother will be greatly ashamed. She who gave birth will be disgraced. She will be the least of the nations, a wilderness, a dry land, a desert. Because of the Lord's anger, she will not be inhabited, but will be completely desolate. All who pass Babylon will be appalled. They will scoff because of all of her wounds. Take up your positions around Babylon, all you who draw the bows, shoot at her. Spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her on every side. She surrenders. Her towers fall. Her walls are torn down. Since this is a vengeance of the Lord, take vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done to others. Cut off from Babylon the sower and the reaper uh, with his sickle at harvest. Because of the sword of the oppressor, let everyone return to their own people. Let everyone flee to their own land. Israel's scattered flock that lions have chased away. The first to devour them was the king of Assyria. The last to crush their bones was Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I'll punish the king of Babylon and his land as I punish the king of Assyria. But I'll bring Israel back to their own pasture, and they will graze on Carmel and Bashan. Their appetite will be satisfied on the hills of Ephraim and Gilead. In those days, at that time, declares the Lord, search will be made for Israel's guilt, but there will be none, and for the sins of Judah, but none will be found, for I forgive the remnant I spare. Attack the land of Meriathim, and those who live in Pekod, pursue, kill, and completely destroy them, declares the Lord. Do everything I have commanded you. The noise of battle is in the land, the noise of great destruction. How broken and shattered is the hammer of the whole earth. How desolate is Babylon among the nations. I set a trap for you, Babylon, and you were caught before you knew it. You were found and captured because you opposed the Lord. The Lord has opened his arsenal and brought, weapons and brought out the weapons of his wrath. For the sovereign Lord Almighty has work to do in the land of the Babylonians. Come against her from afar, break open her granaries, pile her up, uh, pile her up like heaps of grain. Completely destroy her and leave no remnant. Kill all her young bulls and let them go down to the slaughter. Woe to them! For the day has come, the time for them to be punished. Listen to the fugitives and refugees from Babylon declaring in Zion how the Lord our God has taken vengeance, vengeance for his temple. Summon archers against Babylon, all those who draw the bow, and camp all around her, let no one escape. Repay her for her deeds due to her as she has done, for she has defied the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, her young men will fall in the streets. All of her soldiers will be silenced. And that day declares the Lord, See, I'm against you. You're an arrogant one, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. For your day has come, the time for you to be punished. The arrogant one will stumble and fall, and no one will help her up. I will kindle a fire in her towns that will consume all of her around her. It's not looking good for Babylon. No, it does not. And of course, you know, very, very familiar judgments. These are the same judgments, you know, you hear were brought against Israel. And these were some of the same crimes, you know, committed in Israel. You know, the defiance and the arrogance and the trust in resources and the trust in riches and, and the trust in alliances. So you have, you know, several times, you know, through the course of this, the Lord accusing Babylon who, who, who did not, you know, know him. Uh, obviously, there's a witness of those who were part of Babylon, you know, like Daniel and his three companions, mm -hmm. but who, who did not know him, but still they're held accountable for the sins they have committed against the Lord and how they have defied uh, the Lord, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the section. Mm -hmm. They've given credit, right, to, um, to 
to their gods for their victory. Is that right? Like, isn't that who Bel and Marduk are their gods that they're, um, that they've given credit? They'll be ashamed. Yeah. Uh, those you've gloried in uh, themselves will be ashamed. Yeah. You know, not simply will you be ashamed of them, but the gods themselves will, will blush in embarrassment because they were unable, you know, to hold you up. So it's very vivid in imagery that he uses. Yeah. And, and of course, the call to any and every warrior, every skilled, mm-hmm. you know, archer, every, you know, uh, the clanging of battle. Uh, nice poetry. You, you hear the rhythm of it, but the buildup is pretty incredible in, in what is coming. And of course, the other underlying theme is not only have they defied the Lord, but they they will in the end, you know, be treated as they 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 treated others, mm-hmm. which is a big New Testament you know theme, both in the words of Jesus, you know, doing to others as you would have them do to you, and of course, uh, us being rewarded or judged for how we've responded to the least of these. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those. Things where, you know, as we've been tracking, we see Babylon continues to be an instrument in God's hands, but God's not overlooking the sins of Babylon in order to use Babylon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a day of judgment coming upon Babylon. You know, as we were reading this, one of the things that, that was interesting to me is you have this remnant, you know, that God is, it continues to remind us of that he's preserving and he'll bring the remnant back to the land and forgive their sins and cleanse them. But, but here it's like they, the remnant was called to settle down and to live in Babylon. Mm-hmm. And yet... They're called to settle down and to live with a future hope, you know, with a with a coming judgment and restoration. And I mean, there's so many parallels for us in that of being called here to to be in the world, but not of the world. To to settle down, seek the good of our city, yet you know, with a with an aim towards the new creation and mm-hmm. and the hopes and, and the promises we have held out there. So it's just it's kind of a fascinating thing to think about. How would this have been received among the people as they think? about man we've been taken out of our land we're going to settle down in this land seek the welfare but one day we'll return back to which is why i think it's so cool that we have we have accounts of daniel and we have those accounts of those specific people who were you know the exactly the people you're describing we got to see you know up close what their experience was like and we can resonate with with them um yeah i think along those lines verse 20 just absolutely stands out to me in those days at that time declares the lord search will be made for israel's guilt but there will be none and for the sins of judah but none will be found for i will forgive the remnant i spare god in his sovereignty has kept a remnant for himself and has known this entire time that he will remove the guilt um, of his people that he spares and um I just, I love the imagery there that, you know, people will search high and low for the guilt of, of Israel. And it won't be because um, Israel is perfect. It's because Israel is made yeah. made perfect by the blood of Jesus. It's really beautiful. No, it, it really is. And, and reminded of the Psalm where, you know, he hides you know, our guilt in the sea of his forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, here it is. Uh, you know, as, as you said, Katie, it's not that the, uh, they are, are not guilty. It's that he has removed their guilt. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I, I like even verse 19, which is lead into that. I'll bring Israel back to their yeah. own pasture, and they will graze on in Carmel and Bashan. Their appetites will be satisfied on the hills of Ephraim and Gilead. And, of course, that's the shepherd and sheep yeah. image. And these are the green pastures and the yeah. still waters mm-hmm. and uh, preparing a table, you know, in the presence of her enemies. And so this is a picture of, you know, God's, you know, prosperity where in him, 
uh, we are truly satisfied. Mm -hmm. When we seek our satisfaction in Him, we are mm -hmm. fully satisfied. Yeah. And, and what a beautiful picture. Yeah, and you have to love that, especially in light of verse 6, where He's just said, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and caused them to roam on the mountains. They wandered over mountain and hill and forgot their own resting place. Mm -hmm. I've seen the plight of my people, and I will be the, the shepherd that you know, comes and gets them. Well, that's what Jesus says. He goes, I am the good shepherd. And then we see, you know, in, in Luke 15, how he's the one that goes after the sheep and brings them back. And so mm -hmm. whatever what Israel has been longing for, they've had bad shepherds, <laughs> but there's a good shepherd to come who's going to actually restore and care for them mm -hmm. graciously. They don't deserve it. Just, and we don't deserve it, but he's done that for us, which yep. is so cool to see. And the far greater David. Mm -hmm. Katie, why don't you uh, close us with yeah, a word of prayer? Sounds good. Oh, Father, we um, we are, we all we like sheep have gone astray, each of us going our own separate ways. Um, but God, you, you saw us and you see us and you um, have brought us back by the blood of Jesus. And we praise you for that. We thank you that um, you are a sovereign God and you um, you are a, a good and right judge. And Father, we praise you that um, you don't judge us as our sins deserve, but you judge us according to um, the blood of Jesus that covers us and covers us in your grace. Um, and so, Father, would you help us to, to see that daily, and to constantly be reminded of um, the grace that we've been given um, because of your sacrifice. Help us to trust you. Help us to um, see that you are good and to walk in your grace always. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.